This is Authors in Focus. I'm James Reed, a fantasy author publishing under JMD Reed. The first volume in my epic 12-book fantasy series Shadow of the Dragon is available for purchase. Check out Foundation of Courage. Today, I'm joined by N.M. Rudolph. He is the author of Meadowvale. How are you doing today, Nathan? James, hi. I'm doing well. Uh, winter is setting in and it's a little cold, but it's been a good season. Yeah, it's been getting uh, nippy here too. It's, um, yeah, no, it's fine. Um, How are you today? I'm good. I'm busy. I'm about to. I'm a week away from flying out to Japan. So. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Do you yeah, hope. Chance, do you speak Japanese? Um, no. You know, you can speak English. You can get by in Tokyo with just English. Um, it's uh, all the signs are like in English for like the subway and stuff. Wow. So it's like yeah, and um, you know, you just you know, like there's some basic stuff and uh. A lot of the restaurants have pictures of their food, <laughs> so you could just point out what you want. <laughs> that's very, that's very kind of them. Yes, but like, yeah, no, it's um, it's fine. Just bring cash. You'll find that there's not a lot of places that take credit card unless you're buying something big. <laughs> yeah, they don't, uh, they don't like that. You know, they're responsible, so like, don't you know, don't have a card. Like, <laughs> oh I'm not joking. Like when you withdraw money out of like your your the ATM with a debit card, they want you to like um immediately write down in your bank book, like, the money you've just taken out. <laughs> There's, like, questions that ask, did you write this money down? Like, because I've, uh, I've done that to uh, exchange more money while over there. It's wow. very uh, interesting society. Yeah, I mean, they uh, sound very efficient and effective. And there's In some ways. There's other ways they're not. They're a little, I don't know. They're they're kind of behind on technology in some ways. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you'll like you'll get business cards and they still have fax numbers on them and stuff. <laughs> faxes. Yeah, they still have like still use faxes fax. life. They still use this fa- they still use faxes. Very big. Very important over there in, in, in Japanese business. But yeah. No, it's fun. It's good. I, I had to cancel in twenty twenty because of COVID, so like and they finally opened up for tourism. So wow. Yeah. But anyways, let's uh let's talk about this. I always like to ask you a dumb question to start out and uh uh, what's your favorite season, Nathan? Oof, my favorite season is. Can I, I mean, the, it's spring and fall. It's like the the cool seasons. Right, the not hot and the not cold. I'm with you. I'm there with you. Said. And if I really have to pick just one, I'll probably go for spring, where it's like, oh my goodness, it's been cold for a long time, but now things are warming up, and it's like a great refreshing. Yeah, great refreshing season. All right. So, uh, Nathan, how long have you wanted to be an author? Oh, jeepers. It's like my whole life. When I was a kid, like single digits, I was always already writing and I loved writing. And there was, of course, when I was younger, it sort of was so far away, the idea of being an author. But I was like, ah, I like writing. I think I started my first book in middle school. Okay. Yeah. So it's at what least. Was your, what was your first book? Do you remember uh, it? Do you still have it? Did it get lost to lost to time? No, no, no. I mean, like, my first published novel started in in middle school. Oh, okay. Everything I, make- I wrote in middle school is complete garbage that I threw away <laughs> oh, years geez. ago. I have revamped it since since middle school, of course. But, like, my first, my first story idea, and I wrote some chapters then, and then, it, you know, of course, it sat for years, and then I revamped it. And, like, over the years, 
I would re- revamp it, leave it sitting for years, revamp it. And then in the past uh, two years or so, I finally turned it into a final product. And I think it's actually a pretty good novel at this point. Awesome. Yeah, no, I uh, I abandoned all my ideas from when I was, like, before my 30s. <laughs> Just threw them all away. Really? Like, like, no. like, like thrown away or archived in a database somewhere? Well, okay. Stuff I wrote in high school, I wrote those on, like, computer files on um, WordPerfect, so I'm not even sure if I can open them any longer because I don't have that software. <laughs> but, like, I still have them archived, yes. But, like, the stuff, my, my earliest stuff, which I wrote on paper um, back in the, like, 93, 94 and stuff, that stuff all, I threw away. Like, like young me didn't care. <laughs> he was like, I'm bored with this, and just threw it away. Like, and, like, I don't care. Like, I don't know. It was old. It was crap. It's the past. I'm I'm here about the about the future. About writing good stuff, not the horrible dreck I wrote when I was in a teenager. I get that. I mean so like I have I have all of my poems saved from when I was a kid, middle school started again. And and most of those are garbage. It's like so much actually high school was when I wrote most of my cringy like I'm angsty, I'm in love stuff and that's where it gets really cringy. But I saved them just because it's like it just felt it was easy, if nothing else, just to save it in a Google Drive and leave it sitting there forever. I mean, Google Drive didn't exist. I was saving things on floppy disks back oh, in high school. Wow. Can yeah, I, I, gra- I graduated. I graduated in '99, so okay. So right. yes, um, yeah. So like I said, I was running with WordPerfect, and like I saved stuff on floppy disks. And like, yeah, I've uh, I've definitely now it's all on Dropbox. Like all my stuff's on Dropbox these days. Because I've um, I've had to restore files one too many times, not to use yeah. cloud backup. Yeah, well, that's I switched over. So there was like many years ago. This is like twenty years ago now, when Google Drive was sort of becoming a solid thing. I spent two days straight transferring everything from my computer into Google Drive, and I haven't worried about my computer crashing since. Mm, I did it in twenty fourteen. When I was writing at work and I saved my stuff onto a, a thumb drive because to transfer it to my computer from my laptop. And instead of copying it onto the thumb drive, I moved it. And then I lost my thumb drive between oh. work and home. Oh, and so I, I lost like an hour's worth of writing. And then I was like, well, that sucks. And then wait, I was wait, wait, an hour, one hour's worth. Yeah, it still sucked. Oh, I was scared you like lost like two years. No, it was only it was only. Well, I I don't have it all like one giant. Well, I mean, I still had like what was on my computer. So it was just like the day's work on it was just what I lost because I still had what I did out the other previous days because I was on my computer. But because I I moved it off my laptop instead of copying it, I couldn't get it off my laptop. So that's when I discovered Dropbox and. Um, so I just save all my stuff in Dropbox. And then, so the moment I hit save, if I have an internet connection, you know, it gets uploaded to the cloud and then synced with, you know, other devices. And they also let you do, like, restore. I think I have, um, a month worth of, like, restore where I can go to a previous version if it's been in a month, which can be useful sometimes. Done some dumb things. But yeah, and then, so I rewrote it. And then I found my thumb drive. It had fallen out of my pocket in my driveway. But I didn't see it at night when I, first found it so i found it like the next day after i had already rewritten it so yeah so that was fun but um i never wanted that yeah because i really did have a heart attack but uh yeah so 
Anyways, so is uh, this novel you've been working on since your wee little years, is that Meadowvale? That is Meadowvale, and it is published. Yeah. And it's uh, about a charming family of rabbits, the High Fallows, and they have to fend off an army of lizards. And I must say, it reminds me very much of Mossy Rock and Brian Jacuzzi's wonderful stuff, and I hope yours is just as, you know, delightful as, as his works were. Yeah, he so he was the guy that inspired me to write this book in the first place. Yeah, no, I love that stuff when I was like in junior high, um, like Martin the Warrior and Mossy Rock, and you know, that was some good stuff. The uh, I love the long the rabbits. I really love them. <laughs> and the Long Patrol, I think they were called. I, I have not read this stuff since the nineties, but yeah, it was. I always liked it. So uh, why don't you tell us a bit about uh, Meadowvale and your rabbits and what they're up against and what makes it such a great story? Yeah. So the rabbits themselves, um, the main family, there are a lot of villages, a lot of characters, but the initial family on which the story focuses uh, are the high fallows, and they're farmers, sort of humble, happy, healthy guys. The first few chapters are sort of generic struggles. There are four kids in the family and the two older boys. There are three boys and one girl, and the two older boys are often, like, sort of clashing with each other. So I think the first few chapters set this nice, like, family setting and then very soon there's this like their their village is devastated burned to the ground it happens late at night so most people don't even figure out what's happening as the story unfolds they like there's rumors and myths and things like that about these lizards and so at that point they're like what do we do how do we like some of our family members were captured we can't go fight an army and some of the people are just like well Screw it. Let's just not deal with it. It's too much trouble. Most people are like, what are you talking about? Like, if, even if we die, we've got to save our people. But they do accept the fact that it's too large a task for just them. So then they go around to the other villages, travel for months to persuade and collect all these other rabbit villages. Uh, one of my favorite things about that experience is they all have these distinct personalities. Okay. Good. What? Sorry. Oh, I just said, okay, yeah, let's talk about them. Let's yeah. some of the... Who are some of the family members? Family members themselves, there's Jalik, the dad, Mary, the mother, and then there's Brind, the oldest boy, Allison, the sister, Werble is the the second youngest, and then there's Jesse. So he's not a baby, but he's he's young and <laughs> a little silly. Good. No, I just like I'm just saying, okay, cool, that's great to hear. I'm just making interjection sounds because I haven't said anything. Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to throw you off when I do that. No worries. So, yeah, tell us, which one is kind of our protagonist? Are they all sharing that duty? Yeah, I would say Werble and Allison are the most protagonistic. The story, after there's the, like, the family capture, the story bounces back between the captured rabbits, which focuses mostly on Werble and Allison, and then the villagers who are left behind. And that, so the villagers left behind expands to so many characters. And sure enough, there are Jalik and Mary, the parents, who get a lot of a lot of time in the limelight, if you will. But when it comes to the captives, Werble and Allison are pretty much there nonstop. So I'd say they're like the most protagonist, the, mo- the most focused on characters. I like to think I did a pretty good job of balancing who's present at what time, but they definitely get most, I think, most word count. So, um, yeah, so you've been writing this for, what, 20 years now? <laughs> yes, indeed. I mean, so like off and on, of course, it, it started hard. It's hard to just define how that neatly it started like 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago. But it sat for a long time. And then, of course, when I was like, I thought to myself, all right, this has the largest word count. I have to turn this one into a book just to get myself started. 
I indeed had to revamp so many words. Instead of scrapping the whole thing, I just revamped it a lot. And there were some good. I think there were moments in my young life when I did some inspired writing. And then, so there were a couple, couple paragraphs, a couple chapters that I got to keep. Not word for word, but I got to keep most of them. So, yeah, indeed, it was like 20 plus years of, of being alive, but it was off and on writing. And Do you have like the, um, like the original versions that you wrote as a kid or? Oh, no. they just all been re- Okay. Okay. Yeah, no. What were your kind of thoughts when you looked at though that old stuff? Like you haven't read this stuff in like years, and you look at it and go like, "Man, what? Like, you know, what was I thinking? Do you ever have that moment? Like, what, what was I thinking when I wrote that?" Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so like with my poems, a lot of poems that I wrote when I was young, I was like, "Oh my goodness, what a cringy little teenager! This is horrible." No, that's fair. All teenagers are horrible, so that's <laughs> that's just a given. But for my stories, for my literature. There are a few things where it's like, okay, I was a young writer, but I meant well, and I can improve this now that I know better. There were, every now and then, this is actually one of the things that stands out, is every now and then I'll look at a piece, well, it's like, like a little sketch, a couple paragraphs or a couple chapters of a thing, and I'll be like, wow, I wish I could write as good as I did like back then. I'm, okay. I'm some of my younger pieces, of course, not all of them. A handful of them are like, okay, I tried hard, I was young, I've grown. But there are a few pieces here and there. I'm like, wow, it was like really uh, sincere or vulnerable or just imaginative. Fair enough. Whenever I look at my old stuff, I go like, when did I lose putting two spaces after a period? (laughs) I don't do that. Like when I started writing seriously back in 2014, 2013, I mean, yeah, I didn't do that. But then when I look at the stuff I wrote like in the 90s, I did. So at some point I forgot how to do that. And I don't know when that was. But, like, I guess some point between, like, I graduated, I think they probably made me do it in high school and stuff. Like, this is the proper way you're supposed to double space after a period, right? I think that's, like, um, proper, like, typewriter etiquette. You know, that But, like, and yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Like, typewriter, you're supposed to do a double space after the full stop. Did you ever do serious work in a typewriter? I've never touched a typewriter, but I learned how to type in the, in the 90s when it was like computers are newfangled things and they, kind of just saw it as, like, a, a fancy typewriter, yeah. you know, like, where, like, they, you know, they actually, they taught us how to actual type properly in my junior high. It was, like, a new thing, a new idea. Let's teach the kids just how to type properly, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't know, like, but, yeah, so, like, it's, it was a class I took in, you know, in high school because we had a very advanced, we had, like, my junior high, um, my seventh grade was the first year I started junior high, and it was also the first year my, my school district opened up their brand-new junior high, that I went to, so it had it was all state of the art 1992 technology uh, with like integrated computer networks um, yeah. and computer labs with like the top of the line Macs, Apple IIs I think or Apple threes you know like you w- but there was like one computer lab that was running like Windows uh, 3.1 but all the other ones were like Macs and uh, yeah so they're like yeah we're really proud they had this whole like integrated like video system and they were very they're very proud of it it was, it was very high tech. And so they were like, like, I had to learn cursive in elementary school. And they're like, you will no longer write anything by hand. You will do all typing for everything now. And so I like, I lost how to do cursive <laughs> in junior high. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like my, my elementary school is like, you need to learn how to do cursive. It's very important to junior high. We're not doing that anymore. We're, we're advanced now. You have a computer lab. You would go over there and type up all your English reports, you know? Yeah, it was very, um, so apparently they taught me the double thing. And then when I went back to writing, I just, I don't know, I never, I didn't do it. 
I don't know why I didn't do it. It's just like I, I don't know, maybe I just been typing like dumb stuff on the internet, you know, that like I didn't care. And so like I still knew how to type. Like I didn't lose typing. And I think that, um, decade where I really wasn't writing, you know, I didn't have to write, but I was still using playing computer games and stuff. And, um, but like, yeah, so I don't know. It's a mystery. <laughs> mystery even. Yeah, which is fine because no one wants to see a double space in the book or anything. Like it's all the stuff they would like take out when they formatted it. So it's, I just saved myself effort. But yeah, I don't know. It was a, it was a different world. I remember when Google, like we were just like, wow, there's this new search engine called Google. I remember that. Like it's way better than Yahoo. Yeah, that was a, it was a fun time. Uh, you know, I had a GeoCities page website when I was a teenager. It was very top of the line. Uh, you know, used, uh, used Merck and, uh, you know, FTP protocol to download like MP3s. We were like, cause we were nerds. So we were on to MP3s like in 95 before like it went at all mainstream. You know, we were like, yeah, this is digital music. We we're ripping CDs and burning our own. We're like such rebels. And <laughs> yeah, it was a fun time. So much better than today. But uh, anyways, so you wrote Metalville. Is it going to be part of a series or is it standalone? Part of a series. I haven't written the other two, possibly three books. I have two, I think, relatively well outlined, and there might there might be a fourth, but indeed a series. I don't know how much you want to talk about those giving away secrets. Oh my! No, not, not giving. I'm just like I was just curious. So I always like to ask like what authors are working on, what they got coming out next. Yeah. So what I've got coming out next, I actually have. Another standalone. So this is a standalone book. Michael okay. the Traveler is written and it's in the editing and formatting stages. But yeah, that's what's coming out actually pretty soon. I just have to do another proof copy and like scratch through formatting and book cover stuff. But I think it's on the verge of being ready to go. So you're going to get it out before this year's over or is it going to be next year? November. We are in November. It's 21st. Oh my. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got like, we have Thanksgiving this week and then, you know, it's on the December. Well, for what it's worth, so I'll, I'll like, like set Mac- Michael the Traveler side for a moment. I've just, just published on Amazon, uh, another collection of poetry. It's called Rumination for what it's worth. Yeah. I've got, yeah. I don't know like how to describe it. It is sort okay. of like, I mean, almost it's a collection well, like, of poetry. Yeah. I mean, yeah, almost phone collie, but it's it's a pretty good collection. I personally like rhyme and meter, and most of the poems in that have solid rhyme and meter. And that came like I uh, today I clicked the button publish. So okay, so it could be any moment now. Uh, I could be like, here's your book, it's out. Yeah, I think I got the email maybe an hour ago where it's oh, like okay. complete. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Then you're like, woot, Amazon approved it, and it didn't get stuck in their system for three weeks. <laughs> oh, Amazon, the weird, the weird mega, mm. mega. Amazon couldn't even tell me how to get it unstuck. They were like, we are really confused. But, <laughs> like, your book is very stuck. Really? Yeah. You just, they're just sort of like, you no, broke what oh, They had oh, a technical I- issue. Like, they're, they physically had something broke on their system and every book that was uploaded in like a window of time that my book was uploaded got stuck in review for like three weeks. Yikes. I actually just ended up publishing the book and then like, cause like they didn't, they couldn't tell me it's like, all right, I'm just going to publish it again, which I probably shouldn't have done. Cause if Amazon could get mad at me for doing that, but they didn't, I got away with it. And, um, and uh, so that went live in like a day and then like a week later, the other book went live and I just unpublished it. I was like, okay, cool. I'll just unpublish you. No biggie. 
Just, you know, just pretend you never happened. And then, like, a month later, Amazon just republished it again. What in the world? And I'm like, what the hell? I am published you. Why did you just publish again? So then I unpublished again, and now it's just been sitting on my heart, on their, on their system. So, in the cluttering up my backlog of, like, you know, titles. Yeah, it was a uh, weird, yeah, Amazon. You never know. They go through, like, buggy periods. Yeah. I didn't know that. So usually whenever I've worked with Amazon, there's been a problem. They're just sort of like, you broke one of our rules, but we won't tell you what it is. No, like, they'll have those, because so, they'll, they'll send you that email. Um, But, like, no, they just, uh, no, it was just, like, sometimes they just, their system just glitches, and, like, things get stuck in review for longer than they should. And they'll just magically get spit out. Usually at the three-day mark, like, it'll be like, it's been three days since I published it, suddenly it'll, just, it'll be like, oh, they're done. So I think their system just goes like, okay, this book has been in system review for three days, so it just automatically will publish it at that point. Like if something got held up or whatever. Like I think to have like some sort of like um, like routine that goes through and go like, oh, you've been, but like, I don't know. This, like the technicians, like they, the actual people at Amazon told me that their tech team couldn't get this book to publish. Like there was something really broken on their system. That's fun. There's a lot of fun stuff with Amazon. Lots of fun stuff. But anyways, you're you're, you're making that journey now and you're joining us. And the the fun with Amazon. Yes. Well, I I mean, actually, my first what was my my first thing was a collection of poetry, and that was a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, but um, so you got just got the ruminations just published. We got you said Michael the Traveler was out, right? No, that one's not yet out. I few more added coming soon. That's coming soon. Yep, yep, coming soon. All right. Well, if you'd like to let our listeners know where they can connect with you, Norman, on the internet and stuff. My main website is nmrudolph.com. That's where, awesome. and so like that, mostly it's just like links to Amazon, but it does have some other information about me and my, my writing history, but that's a, an easy way to find me and my work. And any Amber- social media? Of course. Um, where they're in my brain. Should, do you want like, want me to say them out like loud? Facebook, Instagram, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. My Instagram is n.m.rudolph. And Rudolph, just for those, a lot of people like to spell it with an F. My name is R-U-D-O-L-P-H. So, again, my Instagram is n.m.rudolph. Okay. And then I have uh, my Facebook page is facebook.com slash nmrudolphbooks. Uh, and yeah, those are the main things. Awesome. I, also, I have a Twitter, but I'm not really active on that, so it barely counts. All right. Well, it was really great talking with you, Nathan. Yeah. Thanks. Um, is this the where we? Yep. We, uh, We're saying goodbye. Groovy, groovy. Yeah. Thanks for chatting. Nice chatting with you. It was a great time with you too. I had a great time. Have a good day, sir. You too. This has been Authors in Focus. You can find my fantasy novels on Amazon. Follow news of my writing at my blog, jmd-read.com. And follow me on Twitter at JMDread. You can also join my reader group on Facebook, Fantastical Worlds of the Imagination. You can find more episodes of the podcast at fantasy-focus.com or wherever your favorite podcast is hosted.